We have so much to talk about. We have so much to laugh about. All here on Pinkly. Hi, this is Grammy nominated Lavelle Crawford. You know me. But you are watching my man, Michael Finkley, on the Michael Finkley Show. Keep watching his brother going play. If I can make it through the night Just to see a brighter sight Cause I've been working all my life Just to make it Welcome to Michael Finkley Show. Thank you for joining us today. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope that you get a chance to love on someone and someone gets to love up on you too. All right, you know, just just love on each other. Today's the day for it, and then showing that love throughout the rest of the year as well. So again, happy Valentine's Day. You know, we show love in different ways. Some may say it verbally, some may show it, some may in, even in buying gifts. So we just show it in different ways, right? Our guest today, she's doing the same thing. She is showing love to the persons currently incarcerated at San Quentin. Um, she is the executive director of Humans of San Quentin, where they get to express themselves in a modern way, but through her organization, again, spreading their stories. And again, she's showing love towards them by providing this awesome, awesome thing for them to do. But you can still hear more from her, Diana Khan. So don't you go away. Back in a moment. Coming up, Diane Khan is with us. Don't you go away. Back in a moment. Yo, this your boy Ernest Miller, aka Excalibur, owner of Train Soar University, also Shop Talk and the Mill Experience. You are now watching a Michael Finkley show. Check him out. On the next Michael Finkley. His TikTok video won our hearts over when we saw his grandmother embrace him for the first time in over 20 years. Jared Eccles is with us as he talks about this emotional experience, how he was able to be released early from incarceration and now be an advocate for others. Next Finkley. Wednesday. Hello, everybody. It's Finkley from the Finkley Experience educational consulting firm that specializes in first-generation education. So we assist students with their college and career endeavors. We train school administrators on the state of first-generation students. And also, we partner with colleges and universities to assist their first-generation population for easy transition from high school to college. So if you're looking for a presenter or a speaker that presents on these topics and so much more, visit our website at thefinkleyexperience.com and learn about all that we do. We're looking forward to working with you. And hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Michael Vicky Show. Now, y'all, my next guest, she is the executive director of Humans of San Quentin. She is Diane Khan. Diane, thank you for being with us today. The reason I'm laughing, y'all, y'all didn't see the behind-the-scenes stuff. <laughs> Diane, I, we have talked before, and she says that when she's in a crowd of people, she's fine. But 
press the button to record, she gets nervous. I'm like, Diane, no. No, Diane, it's just us talking. Just us you talking. got me, babe. You got nervous me today. <laughs> that's impossible. No, that's impossible. Diane's never nervous. She's never nervous. So, Diane, this ministry of Humans of San Quentin, how did this start? Where did this come from? So, I've been on the um, board. I'm a board member at the University of San Francisco mm -hmm. and a longtime teacher. Um, and I was made aware of an opportunity to teach the men inside the walls of uh, San Quentin State Prison to get their uh, high school diploma. Um, and during that time, we would receive papers from them and just talking to them. I was amazed at their vulnerability and their humanity. And they were supposed criminals, um, yeah. but yet they're my students. And as I got to know them and find out really who they were, I felt like it was a crime for me if these stories weren't shared with the world. Mm. So right about that same time, I was also following a storytelling group called Humans of New York. Are you familiar with them? Yes, yes. So we, we've emulated them exactly. Um, so I have a huge passion to share, to share with the underserved, to share the voices of the men inside. And so the idea came to fruition with um, a friend of mine at the time, he was incarcerated, James King, an mm -hmm. accomplished writer. And I went to him, floated him out the idea. And he says, I really want to put you together with Juan Hines. He's the senior editor of the San Quentin News. So from the moment that Juan and I sat down, we both realized that we share the same fire, you could call it, to give voice to the voiceless mm -hmm. and shine a light on the men in blue from with the outside world. So mm. there I kind of planted the seed which grew into the humans of San Quentin. Wow. And you all have been in existence now for what, three, four years now? Uh, we went live in August of 21. Okay. Um, but it took us a little bit before that to get approved by the uh, CDCR, California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. Mm -hmm. uh, so it took us about a year before that. Gotcha. Gotcha. And what a difference you're making. The, the, the persons that are writing the letters, they're able to actually talk about their experiences, their thoughts, their feelings. Um, and then us out here reading those thoughts and feelings. So what keeps you going in doing this type of ministry? Uh, for sure, everybody that we hear from, mm -hmm. as well as everybody out here. So our listeners, our followers, people like you, people we're just talking to. There's been such a huge outpouring, Michael, of just positivity and strength from them, mm -hmm. um, not to mention the families that we touch. Um, I would say probably two or three times a week, we have a PO box where um, all the people inside write to us mm -hmm. and it is bursting with letters of generosity of just oh, compassion and deliverance, thanking us for giving them a voice and not making them feel like they have been and literally using their words erased from the earth. Wow. So it's great. And being a teacher, I love the idea that I can, I can hopefully make connections and awareness and from people out here so they can then feel that connection with somebody in, inside. So it doesn't, you know, maybe demystifies the idea of people that are incarcerated. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And as you are, as you have read these letters and talked with them, um, and I have interviewed many people that have been wrongfully sentenced with just 
just dumb stuff, right? Because of the system, how it's set up. Um, within your within your experience in working with them, is this common? Is that kind of behavior common that you've seen? Uh, what other, and what other behaviors have you seen um, from uh, persons that you work with? Uh, surprisingly, everybody has been super uber forthcoming. Okay. So we haven't had many that have fought what their crime is. Yes, we've had a few that are, um, you know, claim to be innocent. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, no, they're very, it's their truth and they're there sharing it. Um, but we also don't, you know, we're not here to represent the judicial side of things. Right. We're here to simply tell what it is that someone has going on in their life, whether it be their crime or anything else they want to share. So we don't touch on that a whole lot. So that's not usually the strength so much here. Gotcha. Gotcha. So just a way for them to just get out what they need to get out. Yeah. Word wise. If they want to share, yep. If they want to share their crime, great. Whatever they want to share. And gotcha. we really push as long as it's personal. We want to make connections with people out here. So it could be, you know, a fight you had with somebody or, you know, what, what your favorite food is. Literally anything. So, gotcha. we're not, you know, it's not scripted by any means. Gotcha. Gotcha. And within these letters, because they're amazing, I looked on your website and I was able to read some comments and some thank you letters and just hear, see some stories as well from um, these different individuals. What type of responses have you seen from these letters, from the, the from the persons that are writing it and again, from the persons that are reading it? What, what kind of responses do you do you hear? Um, once again, for sure, positive. But I think what's what I think really hits home for us is when you get letters from people inside and they thank you for how therapeutic it's been to be able to go through whatever it is in their life that led them there or just reflecting on childhood trauma, um, a plethora of things, gang life, uh, anything. I think that is that is the most rewarding because you then feel like you really are setting them up for success when they come out or you are making better people inside. So their ripple effect and their impact that they have on the people around them um, is beautiful to really see. Wow. Love it, Diane. I love it. Next, Diane tells us reading some of her most memorable letters. Don't you go away. Back in a moment. You're watching the Michael Finkley Show. This is Brian Heath, educator, author, motivational speaker, and stage killer. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you stay tuned in. Colors. What the? Mm. Mm. Oh, God. Mm. Mm. This one. Oh. Yeah, right, Marine. So I guess we don't stand for colors, huh? I'm sorry, sorry. I, I was starving. What was you eating on anyway? Let me put you on. This that Lucy's hoopie pie. Okay. Okay, okay. Hey, but uh, before you go, Marine, what, what can I get me one of those? Oh, at all the Super Target locations, Sergeant. Okay. And where can you get your chart sheet at in the morning? On your desk. As long as we track it. So I must ask, I must ask. So what is the most memorable story that you remember uh, from an inmate from San Quentin? So I'm so glad you asked me that because we just got a follow-up letter from 
this guy recently. So um, the first person that comes to my mind is Dennis. And what's beautiful about him is he starts out his submission or his truth and his story to us. He invites us into his living room. It's a Sunday afternoon. He's watching football. Uh, he's married to his wife, Jasmine. He's 26 years old. They have three little girls. And he gets off the couch and he and Jasmine end up getting in a fight. Mm-hmm. And he kills her that afternoon. And he goes into a lot of detail and explains how his girls will have to forever visit their mother at the grave. And he has taken them from daycare to be an orphans. Mm-hmm. And then he explains to us how he could have de-escalated that conversation that day and how it went from civil to homicide that afternoon. And he talks to us now 18 years later and he walks us through the process of what could have kept him seated on that couch. So in, this, in the amount of time he and energy he's put into himself, he talks to us about empathy. He talks us to us about toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. um, seeking help, mindfulness, domestic abuse, childhood trauma, uh, relationships, adulting, control. And there's a, a quote that he says that sticks with me and it could even bring me to tears a little bit. He says, I had to learn to hold my own hand. Mm. Life lessons. Powerful. Wow. Powerful. And so Dennis and I, he wrote to us during the pandemic. So most of our, we were born during the pandemic. We'd done a handful of interviews in person. So our idea was always to do them in person and share them out here. But with the pandemic, we pivoted to people writing to us. So mm-hmm. Dennis and I met with him writing. And then um, recently when we've been back in San Quentin, uh, we, he and I have connected and he wants to still share his story. So uh, he's sent two, two more submissions, which um, if they're not up online today, they will be up online this week, just telling about his process and what he's learning from it. So there's something similar to a blog that you can find at the Humans of San Quentin website. Wow, I love it. And even in the process of writing the letters, is it, is it feasible for inmates to actually work with the organization? Yes. So... Uh, we now, so we've just been going back in maybe in the last five months since they've opened up. So they were on lockdown for um, 18 months, only out of their cells half an hour a day, which is what they're back on now with Omicron. But in those last six months, we have a staff inside of 10 men. Mm-hmm. So one inside, as I told you about earlier, um, he and I are co-founders and we have 10 men that help us get the stories out. We have Michael, who's our communications director. We have Alex, who's our uh, poetry coordinator. We have Bruce, who does our art. We have Mesro, who does our books. Um, and a bunch of support group, Miguel, and some of them are on our website. We're gonna show, show, slowly share their bios. Um, mm-hmm. And then we also have a big staff outside too. Do you wanna hear about them? Please. Well, actually, before I move on from the guys that are inside, if they were um, to be released, they instantly have a job with us. Um, wow. Yeah, so there, you know, it helps with the recidivism, right? Yeah, skills. So we spend a lot of time really honing on with that with them and meetings and and teaching them how the uh, world works out here, at least for human San Quentin. So out here, um, one of our first hires, we have a section on our website called Beyond the Bars, and 
if we interview you inside and you're released, we will interview you on the outside mm-hmm. and do a, um, a follow-up interview just to see how you're doing. How was your release day? How's it going out here? So Joe Crowder, we interviewed him. He was a friend of mine inside, interviewed him. And he, after we do the interview outside, we give it back to them and give them the opportunity to edit. And I loved how he edited it. So Joe now works for us. You can read about him on our website too. He's got a super interesting story. Um, and then we also have Wayne who handles our website. He was in for, I'm not sure how long, 10, 15 years. We also have Marcus who spent 25 years inside. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we are, you know, pr- uh, primarily formed by uh, or staffed by previously incarcerated or people that have been touched by incarceration. Gotcha, gotcha. And within your organization, you're growing, you're, you're inspiring, you're changing lives. What is the future of Humans of San Quentin? Where do you see yourself in the next 10, five, 10 years? Boyfriend, Michael, if you could tell me. I'd love you for that. <laughs> well, I'm sure you have a vision. I'm sure you have I a vision. We do. So um, ideally, our mission when Juan and I put it together is to shine a light into every cell around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can see the different ways of incarceration and rehabilitation. So right now, today, I believe we're in probably 32 states and probably 80 different prisons, if not more. Um, So, you know, I would love to see documentaries. I would just love to see people share simply the education and awareness. Um, You know, maybe a coffee table book. Um, I don't know. It's been quite the fun ride so far, so I don't know where it's going. But yes, I would love to get out and uh, visit more prisons and see how it's done around the world. Gotcha. Gotcha. And you will. You're going to get there. You're definitely going to get there. How can they follow this journey on social media? We are on all social media channels. We're on Instagram or on Facebook. We're even on, on Reddit. Um, what else? Uh, we're on our website. I think I'm forgetting something else major. Twitter. So you can find, follow us under Human Sent Quentin on all those different, whatever your fancy is. All right. Whatever our fancy is. And how can we donate as well? Um, I know I keep saying this, but obviously spread the word. Um, and we would love to be connected with other organizations. We want to turn up the volume on prison reform. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? And, oh, we have our donate button on our website. Uh, we need to keep our people employed, uh, formerly incarcerated and people touched by incarceration. So, uh, donations are wonderful, but also if you have connections, reach out, talk to us. All right. And how can they reach out to you, Diane? Uh, they can find us through our website, send me a message through there, or mm-hmm. our email, hi at humansanquentin.com, uh, or any of our channels will get to me, messages. So anyway. All, all right. You heard it here. Diane Kahn, you're doing an amazing work, an amazing ministry. I know it's definitely appreciated and needed in this day and time. Continue. Continue. I know it gets hard, but continue because you're doing a great work. Thank you for all that you do. Sure. Thank you. And thanks for having us and, and believing in us. So it's people like you that, you know, are helping our communities. Those people are voiceless in our communities. So thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. We're not going anywhere. We're going to do this together, Diane. We got you. <laughs> thank you so much again. Y'all don't go away. Back in a moment.
Winston, founder and executive director of Dyslexia Advocation and the host of the Black and Dyslexic podcast, and you're watching The Michael Finkley Show. Keeping your skin flawless and clean is important, and I have the products just for you. Welcome to Mimi's Natural Pantry, where she specializes in homemade handcrafts, including rye and goat milk soaps, body butters, and sugar scrubs. All items are handmade products. All items have simple ingredients and are vegan friendly. In a world where you can barely pronounce many of the ingredients in your everyday products, Mimi's Back to Nature offers an alternative choice for those who are ready to get back into nature. Ready to order? Visit their website at ninisnaturalpantry.com. All orders over $50 have free shipping up to 25 pounds. So it's a story that I need to tell. So I remember when I had this what if mindset before. So this is a lot of you out here. So when I first started making, before I started making videos, right? And I was just, at this point in time, I was really growing myself, studying all these things. And something came to me about making videos. You know, putting this out there. And it just came to my head like, why are you... Why do you have all this knowledge and wisdom about things if you're not going to share it? Why why have all this if you're just going to keep it to yourself? And so I remember I just had the what if mindset, you know, like that, that man, what if this happened? What if it don't go the way that I think it's going to go? What if people don't like it? You know, what my family going to think? Or even... At times when I want to make videos that are very, very, very personal, it's the same thing. That what if mindset? What if you know it don't go the way I go, or the the way that I think it's gonna go? And once I got out of that mindset, all these blessings and things started to come to me, and I started to bless other people and begin to to involve in something that I never imagined it would go, and so. When I remove myself out of that what if mindset, I remove the blockage of my blessings. So if you have a what if mindset, I need you to remove that. And so what if it don't go the way you, you thought it would? It's a lesson. But what if it do go the way you thought it would? It's a blessing. Remember that. So if you sitting right here right now and you putting yourself on pause or if you holding something back because you stuck in that what if mindset, let that mindset go and push through. Hi, my name is Kyrie Robes. I'm the CEO of the Imperial Brotherhood and Basketball Association. And you're watching the Michael Finkley Show. School districts, organizations, nonprofits. Are you in search of a new promotional products company? Seeger's Promotional Products is a black owned national company with over 780,000 products to choose from. Compared to other promotional products companies, they have the lowest prices in the industry. From pins, bags, shirts, they got you covered. They always remember that you are the customer and you come first. They always promise fast production and also fast delivery. With Seeger's Promotional Products Company, you truly have the best. Check out their website at SeegersPromotions.com and 
also on Facebook and LinkedIn. And tell them Finkler sent you. On the next Michael Finkley. His TikTok video won our hearts over when we saw his grandmother embrace him for the first time in over 20 years. Jerrion Eccles is with us as he talks about this emotional experience, how he was able to be released early from incarceration and now be an advocate for others. Next Finkley. Wednesday. Hello everybody, welcome back. I hope that you enjoyed our show today and were inspired by it as well. Thank you, Diane, for all that you and your team do. Thank you can continue to make a difference within the lives of others. We appreciate you. If you're not already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Michael Finkley Show. Ring the bell for notification. We'll see you in emails saying, hey, new content uploaded. Please listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And for more information about what we do here on the show, visit our website, michaelfinkleyshow.com. Of course, U42. Visit us also on U42. U42.com where you can see all of our content as well and also some exclusive information there. So stay tuned. Thank you so much for watching. And guess what? We'll see you next time. Have a good one.